Welcome to episode 47 of A Politic. We are engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in five to 10 minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in our society. The goal of the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in the process of reducing the conflict and division of our society. And what we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society as a whole really needs each and every one of us to vote based on making informed choices and that means really looking into the issues and not being fooled by all the misinformation available in the media. Some of it is accurate and true and some of it is not. So we have to very carefully analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and our votes. A politic pledges to give high quality information that is not biased toward a political party. We're gonna look at various topics through the lenses of progressive principles as we are looking at significant days in American history, issues, policies, personalities, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people. Again, in re- all in relation to our progressive principles. This is the first of several episodes where we're going to join Steve in examining the issue of environmental justice in the case of Flint, Michigan. Flint has been getting a lot of press coverage since 1989 when Roger Moore released the film Roger and Me. The film focused on the transference of General Motors to begin shifting significant portions of their manufacturing of cars to Mexico, they felt that they could produce their cars in a much more cheap manner and then bring them to the United States and sell them at a higher profit level. This was one of the major examples of how the free trade agreement called NAFTA was such a great idea from the standpoint of the corporations. They would be free to trade and they would be free to utilize the more lax environmental standards of Mexico and the lower wage base of the Mexican economy. They would be free to make higher profits and pay lower taxes. What's not to like about that situation? Well, the reason why we are now talking about environmental justice and economic justice is that the United States workers and the environment of this country were left out of the equation. As the situation continues to spin out of control in the city of Flint, the population has dwindled from 200,000 people in about in 1989 to about 100,000 people now. The movie Roger and Me started to tell that story. Many of the technocrats and skilled workers left the city leaving behind unskilled workers and others in greater need. The tax base deteriorated with the exit of the major employer in town and all its related businesses. Enter Governor Rick Snyder, 
who thought he had a great idea to promote free market thinking in the area of a collapsing political structure. Rick's idea was to appoint city managers who would take the place of elected leaders and run the cities of Michigan like a business. Interestingly enough, the beneficiaries of Rick's idea were all the cities that were primarily populated by African American people and the businesses that were used as a model for Rick's idea were a combination of sweatshops and payday loans. The people were seen as a commodity who could be bought and sold like anything else in the market. What's wrong with this idea? Well, democracy was lost, innovation was lost, and what came in its place was disaster on many levels. Both parties lost the vision of what was at stake in this town. So as of 2014, Governor Rick Snyder thought it would be a great idea to build a new water system for the city of Detroit and the surrounding communities. His idea was to replace the existing water system that was working just fine with a new water system that was built by the private sector instead of using Lake Huron. Join us for more on this story. Again, the progressive principle which is at stake in this whole situation is principle nine, increases protection of nature and the environment. As we have said in most episodes, we cannot claim to be progressive when we are violating constitutional and progressive principles. Thus, we need more voters to be heard in the question of which direction our country should take, forward or backward. Thank you for joining us, and we are looking forward to our discussion. Welcome to episode 47 of A Politic, and today we're going to talk about Flint, Michigan with my friend Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Bill. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, and this is a, uh, a good day, another sunny day, and we're going to talk about Flint, Michigan. Now, Steve, what, what, tell me what you know about Flint, Michigan. Well, I, um, I, I know that in the heyday of uh, post-World War II America that it, it was one of the centers of uh, Detroit automobile manufacturing. Uh, of course, Detroit has, uh, has had several reincarnations over the last several decades as the automobile industry has transformed in the last half century. But um, most recently, I think the thing that, um, you know, if people are familiar with Flint, what comes to mind is uh, the horrendous uh, catastrophe of the water, uh, the public water supply uh, infrastructure of that city and uh, how uh, the community went from fresh, clean uh, water uh, from Lake Huron. Uh, Lake Huron, I think. Yep. Lake Huron. That's right. Lake Huron. Lake Huron. Yep. And, um, and um, unbeknownst to the community, the the uh, elected officials um, uh, trans transformed the um, the source of water 
from the lake, which is pristine water, uh, one of the Great Lakes, obviously, uh, to a, the Flint River, which was the dumping ground for decades of the effluent from the automobile manufacturing factories. And that is that was never seen as potable water, drinkable water. And um, once they basically made that uh, that change, uh, the public wasn't aware of it, but they certainly knew something had happened because people would turn on their taps or shower and out came not clear water, but yellow effluent of some kind yeah. uh, that uh, masqueraded as water. And uh, a lot of, a lot of people got ill and are going to have lifelong uh, health uh, ramifications from uh, this, uh, this horrendous uh, 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 public uh, scandal. Yes. And not only did they do that as a result of trying to create a privately funded and privately profitable water system, but it was part of a larger scheme to rob the people of their democratic rights to elect their own leaders. And I wonder, what do you know about that? Well, um, I know just enough to be dangerous about the subject. <laughs> um, um, the powers that be in Michigan um, at the time uh, obviously had, uh, had been influenced by uh, corporate interests, among others. And um, knowing that there were probably going to be some public pushback if they tried to do this, you know, above the, the radar, um, they created a mechanism, the governor did, of something called emergency managers. Yes. And, and uh, it was a polite way of basically usurping the power on behalf of the governor of the state regarding local levels of, of public responsibility. And you'd have city councils and mayors, uh, in this case Flint, who the governor could just unilaterally in, in a very simple way, invoke this emergency management exercise that short-circuited the elected officials of, in this case, Flint, Michigan. So the mayor, their city council, their county health department no longer had any jurisdiction in terms of managing the, their public community's affairs. And so the governor became um, the uh, the central figure in their their exercise of governance, and he would select an individual to be the, the manager of the public's affairs, unelected, there's no accountability other than to the governor, and when people, then they made this transit, transfer of, of uh, water to this horrible water supply of Flint, in Flint River, uh, the public noticed, what's this yellow stuff coming out of the sink? Well, you know, why do I shower and have this, this, you know, residue all over me? And they go to their city council and their mayors and they say, we can't do a thing about it because we're no longer in power. We can't exercise our local authority. Go talk to the governor and the governor would show you the door. Right. Now, this governor was previously a business executive and venture capitalist. He had also been an attorney and an accountant. 
who served between 19, I'm sorry, 2011 and 2019. He was voted out of office, but he was actually the chairman of the board of Gateway Incorporation, Incorporated. And so he was a computer manufacturing CEO. And as I say, he was a venture capitalist as well. So this guy was hardcore. The private sector can do no wrong. And he actually, according to Rachel Maddow, and we will include her show in the show notes, had pretensions of running for president in 2016. But he was, his plans were upended by another venture capitalist, or actually real estate magnate named Donald Trump. Oh, how, you know, how things come around, they yes. go around. And the, yeah. and the Michigan legislature passed a series of laws that allowed the governor to um, appoint these managers. And as you said, what the manager said went, and what the elected officials said was a joke. They weren't going to allow that to happen. So not only were thousands of people poisoned by lead that leached out of the pipes of the water system, but also a lot of people were killed by Legionnaire's disease. Yeah, I remember hearing that. And I think that what that what what it was insult to injury in all of this is that lead poisoning is is bad enough for an adult, but when you're a child and you're in your formative years of growth, lead is is not good because it's going to hinder during that impressionable time of growing into your adulthood. The lead stays with in your body for the rest of your life and challenges in terms of ability to learn things. And, and, and I mean, if, anybody who wants to, you know, dig into the, what lead poisoning does to a child as they get older, I mean, that's, that's, that's out there in the public's domain. But I think that what adds insult to injury in all of this is that Governor Snyder, ex-Governor Snyder, is now facing a judicial uh, day of reckoning, and he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to go to court and defend himself. But he's been charged with misdemeanors. Right. That was what prompted me to discuss this particular issue at this time, because not only has he only been charged with a misdemeanor of dereliction of duty while he was a governor, and he's not being charged with trying to cover this stuff up, threatening people, trying to, to cover his tracks, and, it, and he is... Um, certainly guilty of more than that. And so we hope that the newly empowered governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitner will not, or Whitmer will not allow this to remain as a misdemeanor, but also that the poisoning is continuing. I thought it had been resolved and there had been a $600 million fine that was paid to the people 
of Flint, but it's actually continuing this disaster. And, and, and a thing that uh, is more of a technical uh, footnote in this whole tragedy is the infrastructure that carries Flint's water is, is almost a century old. And even with the decision to, to use the river water, which was so acidic over all those years because of the, the, the sludge and, and runoff from the factories, that there was chemicals they could have put in the water that would have minimized the amount of corrosion to the old infrastructure. They didn't do that. And now all that infrastructure is leaking and is destroyed, and they've got to dig all that up, replace it, and it'll be taxpayers' money that'll be doing that. Well, if the taxpayers will vote in sufficient numbers, anything is possible, and it will be possible for Rick Snyder and his corporate backers to take responsibility for their crimes. So we're going to have to end it there for part one on our story on Flint, but we will be continuing this. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, it's always my pleasure, Bill. You have a good day. Thank you for joining us for episode 47 of A Politic. As you can see, the abuse of the environment and the principle of elected government of, by, and for the people can promote justice or it can be an impediment to progress. In this case, it was promoting injustice. We badly need all eligible voters to get informed on the issues like the use of private initiative where public good is being lost. We can't blindly trust the media. All we can do is a lot of cross-checking on what's being told to us to see if the information is consistent, reliable, and valid. But you must decide how we in this country will respond to the issue of clarifying our identity and our course of moving forward. Your vote is a determining factor in whether we're gonna move forward. And again, I'm talking to all you people who haven't been voting, that 33 to 40% who just haven't felt like taking the time and trouble to become informed on the issues and then casting your ballot. You are the ones who will control the balance of power in the United States over the next 20 to 50 years. Good luck. Now we're going to look at the situation for presidential pardons, and we'll look forward to seeing you in episode 48. Thanks again for joining us and have a great rest of your day.